Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. It's episode 42 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today, we're reviewing the Eagles' 21-17 win over the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead and previewing the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles just beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, coming off a bye, beating Andy Reid in his house. Can you believe it? What a fucking game. That was amazing. You can't lose hope. You can't give up on this team. They just, they keep coming for you. doesn't matter how bleak it looks, being down 10 at half. You just got to believe, I guess. You know, I was feeling terrible, as I'm sure many of you were there at halftime. After an opening drive down the field and a DeAndre Swift touchdown, it seemed like things were going pretty well. But for the rest of that half, nothing was going well for the Eagles. The offensive line couldn't run block. They certainly couldn't keep the Chiefs' defensive line off of them. I think they gave up five sacks or so in that first half, which is so uncharacteristic. And really taking full advantage of one of our strengths and things we hung our hats on walking into this game. Seemed like our pass defense was really stepping up, and it's weird to see our defensive line get run on. Chiefs had 150 yards rushing in that first half, which is just crazy considering that we're the number one rush defense in the nfl and we're going into halftime down 17 to 7 and i i tweeted out i was like look wouldn't it be poetic considering we were up 10 in the super bowl last year to come back and win this thing and i didn't have a lot of hope for that i was out at a bar with my wife samai going and cheered on the birds here in denver and we left just we had to change a scenery you know when things aren't working out you got to adjust as a fan so we went home and turned on the game and things starting to look up but credit to sean desai credit to the eagles defense they came out and they adjusted unlike in the super bowl they gave up touchdown after touchdown with john gannon at the helm here with sean desai we're giving up punts and turnovers and things like that so It was really an ugly game. It was raining. There was fumbles. There was lack of throwing. Hertz wasn't quite as quick as he normally is. Still obviously suffering from that left bone bruise in his knee. And it all came down to Devonta Smith. It all came down to one play. And credit to Hertz for sticking in there. There are a lot of quarterbacks after getting sacked all the first half. They would be off their game. The Eagles offense was trying to develop some things down the field. And there were some opportunities if he wasn't getting sacked so fast and quickly. But credit to the Kansas City defense. They've been playing really well this year. But we had a play. Devonta down the sideline, down to the one-yard line. We brotherly shove in. Eagles are up, and it all comes down to that last drive with Patrick Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey, who had a pretty quiet game, all things considered. Bayard was on him for the majority of the game. Bayard played really well for the first time this year, had an interception, and Travis Kelsey fumbled. He fumbled right there in that red zone. It's something where he fumbles maybe once a year, if that, and that was not the time. Bradley Roby came in, slot cornerback back from injury, uses that Charles Tillman peanut punch to knock that thing out, ends up rolling in the ground, we end up recovering it, and that's what it takes, right, to beat some of these teams. It's all about who makes the most mistakes at the end of the day, and Chiefs had an opportunity. They come down the field. Patrick Mahomes has a perfect pass to Scanling. He drops it. It basically, with five feet in front of Broby, just could walk into the end zone, fumbles the ball, drops it. Not surprising in this case to see the Kansas City wide receivers come back to bite him. I think a lot of people expected after last year with Tyreek Hill leaving that they would struggle. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl and won, so how could they have really missed him? But I think this year you're really seeing the effects of not having a even B-tier receiver out there for Mahomes. There's just drops all over the place. They lead the NFL and drops at 26, so this is who they are. I didn't see anyone really bringing up the fact that in the Super Bowl, the reason why the Eagles lost, and I'm hearing a lot of excuses this week, the reason why the Eagles lost was Quez Watkins dropped a perfect pass from Hertz there that would have definitely set us up for another score and probably would have put that game away. 
And that fumble, right, that Hurts had that led into the first half. These are the things that happen. And it's not about how pretty it looks. It's not about who gets the style points. It's about what the end score result is at the end of the day. And the Eagles went into Arrowhead with the number one team in the NFL in a lot of people's eyes, beat them in their own house. And I'm so damn proud of this team. Every week, it's something new. There's such, It's so weird because I feel like they haven't played their best game yet. I feel like we just, whether it's running the ball, passing, the defense, the special teams, nothing really clicks all at once. We haven't played that game like last year where you could really hang your hat and be like, we just absolutely beat the heck out of that other team. It just hasn't happened. So to see these teams come in and even with the Cowboys game and you know you hold on for dear life there and with the Chiefs, you hold on here. They just find a way to win, whether it's through turnovers, whether it's through running the ball, whether it's scoring and eating clock. There's been many different ways that the Philadelphia Eagles have won this year, and it's just exciting. I mean, it really, last year, I feel like we had this struggle of we had a pretty great team, of course, and then you had a weakish schedule, not a lot of big hitters on there. And when we got into the playoffs, it was a little soft as well. I mean, being the Giants a third time. Uh, knocking the Niners with Purdy, knocking him out of the game. And obviously the rest of that game kind of spoke for itself at that point. But this year, we've got some tough outs. We've had some really difficult road and home situations. We get in everybody's best game. And to come out and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, when you look at some of the statistics that are really affecting just how historic this is for the Eagles, under Andy Reid, when they're up at half by double digits, they're 58-3. and three. Mahomes, when they're up in the half... That was the first loss he's ever had at home. Now he's 35-1. and one. It's amazing. That's not an easy place to play. It's one of the loudest outdoor stadiums in the NFL. There was a lot of pressure going into this game, coming out of the bye, going against that Andy Reid bye history. And for us to go in there and play this game, and again, not pretty, but effective. They came out, they won. Second half adjustments were everything on the defensive side. The offense came alive when they had to. It's just a really impressive win. So credit to Hertz for two rushing touchdowns, not the best day passing, but Devonta Smith stepped up on a day that A.J. Brown only had eight yards on one catch. He had 99 yards and really should have had a touchdown there at the end, but Hertz put it in. It's an automatic play. What can you do? This is without Dallas Goddard. We actually lost a tight end throughout the day there with an ankle injury. So we weren't at full strength. We didn't have Goddard. Just as an impressive team win. And when one side of the ball is falling down, when the offense maybe isn't getting thing going in the first half, the defense sticks with us. In the second half, we really hung our hat on our passing defense, which has traditionally been a weakness, except for against good teams, apparently. You know, we'll let Sam Howell throw for 300 yards, but Tua and Patrick Mahomes, no, sir. So it's just, it's... It's really inconsistent, and it's weird to get a read on this team. But at the end of the day, we're 9-1 and one and in a really good spot now. I mean, that was a loss. You know, I was thinking we were going to lose, of course. And you end up pulling this one out. And all the teams in the NFC, the ones that are chasing us for that number one seed. You know, if the Lions lose this week, they'll be at three losses, and we'll have a two-game lead on them. Hopefully, we can pull it out against the Bills, and we'll have a two-game lead heading into the rest of the season. And that's going to be really difficult for the Cowboys to catch up to, and then the Lions, too. So this was a huge win in the grand scheme of things when we're talking about putting together that number one seed, because team gets that by, and that's going to be everything. So amazing game. Really heart-wrenching to watch. I think that fourth quarter was exciting for every Eagle fan. It's awesome. We beat the Chiefs, and I'm so glad I was wrong. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, this week's opponent. I think looking at the schedule this year, this was really the two-game stretch, the three-game stretch with the Niners after this, where we thought that there could potentially be a couple of losses piling up. So now that you beat the Chiefs, you're coming off of a pretty big high here. Hopefully the team settles back down and realizes they've got a great opponent coming into their house here this week. It's another Kelly Green game. Super exciting. I 
going to the Niners game next week. I really wish that was the Kelly Green game, but it'll be awesome to see on television. If the Bills wear their white uniforms, it's going to be a sexy game. It's going to be two awesome uniforms going side by side. But anyway, playing the Bills, they're struggling. They just fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago. They came out last week and played pretty well. It's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to the Eagles because they really run through Josh Allen, their quarterback. And it's like if Hurts didn't have all of the weapons that he has and the offensive coordinator was just like, I don't care if this guy gets hurt, he would be Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen's been really just treated as the entire offense, whether it's running, whether it's throwing the ball. They have Stefan Diggs, who is a bona fide number one wide receiver out there on the edge. But outside of that, their running game, they have James Cook, who's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. He's good outside the backfield. He can catch the ball. They don't really commit to running the ball that often. They really use a lot of quarterback draws. Allen, if his first or second read isn't there, typically he's running left or right. He's trying to like hurdle defenders, run them over. He's 6'5", 250, I think. He's just an enormous guy, runs pretty fast. If you haven't seen him play before, it'll be a very unique challenge for the defense here because they're going to be staring at a quarterback that can really do it all. He can throw deep. He can throw short. The problem this year with him, as it has been recently, has been turnovers. He will throw you interceptions. He will fumble the ball because he's trying to do everything for that offense. They have a rookie tight end in Don Kincaid that they've drafted to kind of be that underneath route as well as stretch the field. You have Stephon Diggs on the outside. Gabe Davis as their second wide receiver. Has been hit or miss. He's been really good. He's also been invisible at times. Stephon Diggs is going to demand the ball as he always does. And again, the running game is it's kind of like a token running game. They will hand the ball off occasionally to their backs. But what it comes down to is that Allen is the running game. So if you stop Josh Allen, if you can get the turnovers, that Buffalo defense is absolutely susceptible. They've unfortunately had some injuries in their secondary. They've lost their star cornerback. They've got some good defenders at linebacker and safety. Their defensive line is okay, but we can absolutely score on this defense. So it could be a shootout if we let Josh Allen do what he normally does. If we can contain him, I think we'll have a much better shot of pulling this out. I'm also interested to see how like A.J. Brown steps up. I mean, the Eagles offense did not put on a great show. They did just enough to win. How are they going to take this game? Will there be a hangover from Monday night? It's a shorter week, less time to prepare. Again, it's a quarterback that can be a little all over the place with how he plays. But for our offense, we got to score. We can't just score 21 and hope to win. This team can really put up the points just like Kansas City. So are we going to reestablish that run? Will the offensive line have a bounce back game and really show the skills that they can bring to the table? Is Hurts going to have a better passing day? Hopefully the weather's a little bit better so we don't have to worry about it raining quite as much. Is that's another week for his knee to get healthy? A.J. Brown, I'm sure, is going to take what happened to Hart. I mean, he's a competitor. You know, we won the game, and I'm sure he's happy about that, but eight yards isn't going to cut it for him. I'm excited to see how this offense comes out, and maybe we can put together a full game, and if the defense can carry over that performance from last week, this may end up being the game that we see everything being put together. And this is the perfect time to be playing your best football. Got the Niners next week, Seahawks and Cowboys on deck after that. And now's the time to really start peaking. So I think last week we escaped in a very impressive win. Hopefully we can start to put it together and really stack things on top of each other. And this team will be riding sky high confidence wise and hopefully playing wise when we get to the end of this year. I'm going to call it, let's say, Eagles 31, Bills 24. It's going to be a little higher scoring of a game at home. We saw how excited the fan base was and how that stadium was rocking for the last Kelly Green game. I expect that same energy. It's always a difficult place to play, but especially when everyone's excited. So those are the keys. Let's stop Josh Allen. Let's control Diggs. Let's score on that defense. And let's put together an almost complete game. I'd like to see the offense and the defense play well for once. Wouldn't that be nice? So I'll see you on Sunday. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy the time with your friends. Enjoy the football. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you could please rate, review, subscribe on the platform that you're listening on, it would be greatly appreciated. 
Go Birds! <laughs>